Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I'm your host, Hanan Basha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough. I am worthy. I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode, the Uncharted Discussions one of Empowered to Grow. This is your host, Hannah Nabasha, and I'm continuing my conversation with the lovely Jacqueline Phillips. And uh, we delved into being comfortably uncomfortable into uh, a number of topics in our first episode. And um, she brought something up that I asked her permission if she's um, if we could talk about it a bit more. And she said, no topic is, uh, is off limits. So PTSD, you mentioned that um, you went through or you suffered or are you still suffering from PTSD? And for those who don't know, that's post-traumatic syndrome, uh, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, sorry, post-traumatic stress disorder, which means, um, well, it gets triggered by trauma one way or another. We hear a lot of it in um, war veterans and uh, those that have gone through some uh, form of trauma in their life. So could you talk us through a bit more about that? What triggered it for you to start with? Do you know what triggered it for you? So for, for non-veterans, at least in my knowledge base, uh, usually it's life events. Uh, yes. For me, growing up, there was a lot of insecurity. There was food insecurity. There was housing insecurity. Uh, my parents were exceptionally violent towards each other, and there was drug abuse and alcohol abuse. Um, so when your you know, childlike brain is developing and there's constantly insecurity, there's constantly this threat that what you know to be stability could vanish at any moment's notice, you, you learn to expect the world to not be a safe place. Yes. So for me, you know, conflict and, you know, stressors that would be minute to other people would send me into a tailspin, conflict Mm -hmm. especially. So, you know, conflict between friends, conflict in my family, conflict at home with my husband, it would just shut me down. Yeah. And I, I would turn inward and I would hide because I didn't want to participate because I was afraid of the fallout. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. the problem with PTSD, it, I, I used to say that it was a superpower because it made me hyper aware. And hyper vigilance is definitely one of those things that is a side effect of it. Um, as you can see, I have my back up against a wall so I can see everything that's coming my way. It's, okay. it's manifested itself into habits that on the outside you wouldn't notice or take knowledge of. Yeah. Um, but for me, they're comforts. You know, when, when I'm in distress, I want to be as close to the ground as possible because I, I worry that the ground beneath me will disappear. And in my head, that's what's going to happen. Um, I don't think I'm cured of it. I don't think you're ever cured of it. I think you learn to manage it. I think you learn to live through it. Yes. I think you learn to be more aware of triggers of it. That's true. And how to respond to those triggers so that you can control the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was really fortunate. Uh, ketamine is something that is being used as an off-label treatment for PTSD because basically what happens is the, the neuroreceptors get damaged and mm-hmm. they kind of shrivel up and shrink, kind of like if you don't water a plant. Yes. Uh, I like referring to plants because I think we're complicated houseplants. 
<laughs> but basically what the plants are relatable that's that yeah, that's always good <laughs> yes um and they're popular thanks to covid yeah um, but basically what happens is the, the neuroreceptors kind of shrink down and they decay because they don't have the absorptive properties and what ketamine does is it actually starts to reopen those channels so that the neurochemicals like serotonin and norepinephrine are more easily absorbed and digested in the brain stream okay um you know, when you tell people, oh, yeah, I take ketamine, they're like, wait, you do drugs? Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 it's not like that. This is like in a clinic with doctors. It's, exactly. It's supervised. It's for literally for medicinal Very purposes. <laughs> yes. Um, but, but, you know, with, with PTSD, it doesn't always respond to typical medications yes. like an anxiety or a depression would. Um, you know, there were studies with MDMA and mushrooms and psychedelics because the brain chemistry is just so foreign to all of us. And because PTSD comes at different times in your life and can be triggered by different things, and some people can manage the response better than others. So there's, there's no one size fits all on how you treat this. I don't think there is a cure. You know, it's not like a cancer where you can cut it out and it's gone. Uh, it's, it's more of just a learning, living management. You know what's the interesting part is um, I'm I'm a certified health coach. Um, I got my certification from the Integrative Nutrition of um, uh, Institute of Integrative Nutrition New York, and um, one of the base the fundamentals of what we were taught was the bio individuality, which which literally means no one size fits all, and it applies to anything and everything in our life. As a health coach, we look not just about the nutrition part, but we look at different aspects of what feeds into our body and how our body responds. So it's not just about the food on our plate. It's impacted by our relationships, our career, our finances, um, our joy even, or sources of joy and physical activity and everything else. And as you said, even with medications, your body could react in with diets. And we know that about everyone. Have you heard of someone who did this kind of diet and they lost all that weight and then you try it and it's like, okay, it's two months now and I've lost hundred grams, you know, so I was, tried that a lot actually, but um, it's that kind of thing. As you said, our, our bodies are so unique that the way, and again, because our upbringing is so unique. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we're all humans. Yes. We generally, we've been brought up with families and stuff, but each of our environments and our nurture has, has had its unique imprints that we process things in such a different way. And so our bodies process in this in, in a different way, whether it is a chemical basis in a, a medicine or a food, or as you said, even a trigger for you, some things that could absolutely like for me, the triggers were about my worthiness as, as a human, as you can say, I've got all the degrees. And yet my first start coaching, um, session the coach was telling me he stopped me and he's like why are you using this statement over and over again not good enough and this was literally two weeks before I earned as in got the final email of congratulations doctor and I was doing my doctorate degree and I still did not feel good enough and I realized this it, it's been mainly impacted by my nurture my my upbringing and thus every other conversation that had a trigger one statement I would kind of really recoil into, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I shouldn't be, you know, I shouldn't be charging this. And of course, when you're in business, that's not a good place to be where you're undervaluing your services and your worth, or you're accepting whatever comes your way and all the abuse that comes along with it. And it's amazing how, again, it's just very small incidents across my life 
but they have impacted me in such a way that just now I'm going back and I'm using the support of a lot of my friends, our mental health professionals, and going back just to unlock what got blocked for me and what triggered it for me and what were these events and what were these mini traumas that are just kind of had the compounding effect on me. I I love that you mentioned your self-worth and your willingness to charge what you're worth. That is my biggest struggle as an entrepreneur. I never felt comfortable charging what other people were charging because I thought I'm, I'm not that good. I mean, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm not that good. Yeah. And it's, it's an ongoing struggle, you know, mm-hmm. especially in a gig economy where, you know, there isn't a nine to five. I have to make the nine to five That's true. by creating opportunities. And so, you know, as my self-worth went up, my ability to be comfortable charging appropriately went up. And, and that's not to say that I still don't charge what I should. I'm not yeah, I'm there yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's an ongoing evolution. Yes. But I felt more confident as a business owner, the better I felt about myself. You know, when I could separate, you know, this is not the right customer because of how I feel when I interact with this person versus I love that. this is a really good fit for me. Yeah. And I want to keep doing this because this not only feeds my soul, but it also fills my pocket because I got bills to pay. Sure. I'm, that, I'm doing that it. was a big evolution. I'm doing a training with uh, Jesse Ecker um, these days. And Jesse Ecker is the son of T. Harp Ecker. And he's, he's amazing at what he does. And he's created his own brand as well, um, aside from T. Harp Ecker. And I actually just mentioned that yesterday in one of the lives we have to do on the group. And I said that, when I first started, I, for me, again, it was about, it's a gig economy. And I, I like started with the mentality of I've got to hustle and I'm not a hustler in that sense. I'm, I'm a person who enjoys connections and enjoys relationships. And what I do is about adding value to people's lives. And, and I work primarily with women and I work with, you know, those who want to reduce the overwhelm of the entrepreneurial spirit search and kind of really put a foundation for their business. And um, when I first started, I worked with some of the people that I didn't even like, but it was, again, it was about, I've got, I've got credit card bills and I've got things to pay and I've got to do this until I realized first, I did not feel good about what I was doing. I'm still adding value, but again, they're not appreciating it, appreciating it hundred percent. I'm not feeling good about the money I'm getting. I'd rather not have it that way. And thus, I became very selective. And I say this when I even have my, my initial call, I'm like, I, I work with people, you know, we have to have a connection for me to give you all of me. I'm going to share everything. I'm going to over deliver. It's just, let's get that out of the way first. And it's not easy as, um, as a person, you know, and especially as mompreneurs. And I think that's where maybe the maternal instinct comes in, in the entrepreneurial world where it's like, but I can't not support them. I've got to give, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to give. I'm here to be a nurturer on earth. And it just doesn't work that way. It doesn't. And I have found that when I dread going into a gig, I'm never going to give my best effort. That's true. Because I'm always going to be held back by something. Yes. And so, you know, as I was developing my self-worth, and going, you know, this is a project that works for me. This is a project that doesn't work for me. This is a customer I really am keen to. This is someone that it's a fight every time. 
Yeah. You know, and, and having to, I mean, literally fire people and go, you know, I'm not the best fit for you. I understand you like me because of X, Y, and Z, but this relationship isn't feeding both of us properly. So I'm going to have to part ways with you. And it's, it's hard because a lot of what I do is very emotional and it's very personal. Yes. And people are allowing me into their lives in moments of vulnerability. And I, I have great respect and appreciation for that. But there, there comes a line where it's, you know, I'm not giving you all of me. And I'm not walking away feeling good about this. Yes. So we, we have to stop this. And yes. it's, it's unfortunate, but it happens. And, you know, it's not everybody likes chocolate. No. So you That's, can't give which, chocolate which to is, everybody. Which is a sad fact, but it's true. <laughs> you know, it, you know it, it would relate to anything. Some people don't like coffee. Some people don't like whiskey. I'm not for everybody. And yeah. when I acknowledge that and honor that, and I pursue the right fits, yes. I love what I do. And yes. I get excited about it. And I have fun with it. And it, it reaffirms that it's the right choice for me. But it takes time to get to that. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. And sometimes we're, we stop just kind of two steps away from the gold pot just because it's like, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. And, you know, this is too hard. And, but um, my doctoral specialization is actually about sustainable growth. And I've realized that it sometimes it's just those last two steps. And, and like for a lot of companies and a lot of individuals, and now with, with a lot of us trying to shift around and do business in new ways and pivot just because of, you know, the dynamics, the shifting dynamics around us, it just takes that resilience and that perseverance to go like, okay, you know what, I'm going to try this a couple more times. I'm going to try it differently. I'm going to change this. I'm going to do that. And, and it's possibly that last attempt that really gets you across the line. And then you've got a new line will be coming up and you, you have to reshift all over again, but it's just feeling like, there was a milestone, something solid. You've got this down the path. I want to um, ask you one last thing and thank you. You've been really generous with your time. Um, how has motherhood and entrepreneurial uh, quest been for you? Merging them together, impacting one another. Ooh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, some days I'm really good at it. <laughs> and some days I am really not good at it. Um, you know, a, a lot of my work is seasonal here in Arizona. The summers are unbearable and people don't want to be out doing things. Yeah. So my work starts to calm down in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, January to March, April, May, I'm 60 hour weeks, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. And I, I have to be keenly aware when I'm absent yeah. and when it's being felt and I have to pull back and go oh the dynamic has shifted because I'm not present enough mm-hmm. so like right now I'm taking Sunday off it will be my first full day off since December wow okay and it's because I'm not present enough and it's being felt and I want to reconnect and thank my boys my husband and my son and say look I know that work is insane right now. I appreciate you. I see all the extra steps that you're taking to help pick up the slack because I'm working more. Let me spend the day giving you my undivided attention. I love that. I'd like to get better at it and make it happen more than every five months, but it's a practice, just like all good things. Yeah. And I think that's, 
that's a secret that no one really sees it for what it is. We we have been bombarded with the with the term of balance, 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 homework, life balance, and those kind of things. And um, I I was obsessed with trying to achieve that balance until I realized that it's not about balance; it's about synergy. And it's about realizing that there will be days or weeks or months that I'm I have to dedicate a big a bigger chunk of my effort and my time and my my resources in essence towards one area of my life. On and there are times that I can you know nourish the or nurture the other ones, and I believe it boils down to having the foundation, setting the foundation that would be able to withstand such shifts in the synergy and um, withstand the, the literally the test of time of understanding that you know you're you nurtured and you've put in enough um, relationship with your husband and with your son and same same for me we also have a son so that for me are the boys as well and um, there are days they understand like mommy's recording or mommy's on live or whatever my, my son knows and it's okay and there are days I'm like okay I, I started taking as well weekends like one day off in the weekend, just making sure I don't plan. I've blocked my calendar. Nothing's planned, not even a chat, um, just because I want to be available when he's available, of course, if he's not on video games or with his friends or something. <laughs> but I'll be available if you are, when you are, that kind of thing. And I think that could be, um, that could shift how people see that we've been trying to do this balance of eight hours a day here and four hours here and three hours there. And you can't set it in stone. Especially with your kids as they get older, you know, when, when they're little, it's, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you. Yeah. And, you know, as my son gets older, it's, I want you at this time. Yeah. When I want time, you. <laughs> I've got, yeah, X, Y, and Z. So when I want you, I want you for like this much of this time. So I'll take the whole day off, but he may only spend 30 minutes with me, but the key is that I made myself available for those 30 minutes yes. between his friends, online games yes. or his band yeah. practice. <laughs> and we, we have that connection because I, I know my role is shrinking in his life yeah. and I can't fight that. That's a losing battle. So That's instead true. I would rather honor the relationship as it evolves and say, look, I get it. I'm not as much fun to you anymore. I'm not, you know, I'm not the Lego play friend. I'm yeah. not your, your best friend. Yeah. Your mom. Or we no longer paint together and do arts and crafts. Yeah. That, yes. that, that ship has yes. sailed too. <laughs> yes. And, you know, instead of mourning what was, I'm trying to embrace what can be. And say, okay, well, you like these things and teach me about them. You know, so I learned how to play Roblox. Oh, because oh, good for you. I tried. I really, really tried. And that's one of the things where he's like, mommy, but it's easy. I'm like, I don't get it. I am sorry. Yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I just kept making fun of myself because I would get the wrong keys. And, you know, it's, it, it's not about how good I am at it. It's the fact that I was spending the are. time. And I, I hope that that's what he remembers is that mom was willing even if it wasn't something she enjoyed, that she was willing to put in the effort because she valued who I was. Yeah. It's, it, it's evolving. It's growing. Right now, we, uh, we just got signed up for a university program in Illinois. Oh. And we're about to be a freshman in high school. And I'm going, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Breathe. <laughs> Breathe. Yes. Yes. Like, the, the days are so long. 
And then I blink and it's, it's eighth grade graduation and I'm going to blink again and we're putting in applications for colleges and I'm going to blink and then it's college. Yeah. And I, I don't want to lose out on those moments That's true. because I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to be a mom. I want to have both. I want to have my cake and I want to eat it too. That, and I just got to figure out that is how big right. of a slice I can cut each day. I love that. I love that. And I, I advocate for that. It is all right. Again, we've been conditioned to say you can't have it all. It's all or nothing. It's one way or another. No, we can. Um, it's a matter that, again, it's about being subjective about how we want it, when we want it, and the, w- the way in the manner we want it um, to manifest for us. And I think that is um, definitely a conversation worth having with ourselves first before we can uh, embark on anything else. Jacqueline, it's, it's been amazing. I loved our conversation. Uh, I love these uncharted discussions because we never know what's going to come up. And uh, yeah, it's been a blessing crossing paths with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I very much enjoyed bonding with you from the entrepreneurial aspect and the mom aspect. <laughs> it's, it's nice to know that it's, you know, we're not alone no, the struggle is universal. It's just about reaching out. I think that's the whole point of why I'm doing what I'm doing. I, I believe that we can, we connect the universe sends us to each other in one way or another, because we empower each other to grow and um, our missions and our visions align. And that's why we are there to say to everyone, you're not alone and you can do this. And we create this empowering tribe of women who empower themselves and those around them. And I, I get this comment from men. It's like, why aren't you empowering men? I'm like, trust me, when women are empowered, they empower everyone around them. So don't worry, your empowerment is coming along. <laughs> it's coming out in the ripple impact effect. So yeah, it's that trickle down. Exactly. <laughs> it was an absolute pleasure. And um, I can't wait to have further future conversations with you. And I wish that your book resonates with everyone around the world too. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. you. Thank you, Jacqueline. So what can I say? Again, it's um, how do you want to live your life? And um, how do you want it to manifest for you? It's a choice. I know it's not always 100% choice. No one has 100% free choice in their life. But how you choose to do whatever with whatever percentage you have of your control is how you manifest your life and how you lead your life and how you get to create connections around the world. Thank you for being with us and please remain empowered to grow because empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance and prosperity to you all. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.